Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Fingers crossed. Did you do it? Can you hear us? <laughs> and we cannot hear you. Okay. I'm so- totally kidding. She's I'm totally kidding. Oh, my God. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You are so good. There's no way you nailed it on time one. I don't believe it. <laughs> And she's Angie's recording. Recording. Oh my god, you guys! Yeah. She she made it. She figured it out. It took four seasons, but she figured it out. I re- I'm recording. You are incredible. I, I pre-connected the earbuds, earbuds, yes. the buds, and connected them to the Bluetooth. Wow! Got the link open. I'm so proud I've of you. Got Donald's, my tea. Gonna, Donald's gonna have a tear in his eye. <laughs> Donald. Yo, yeah. Donald. Up, Sarah yo? figured out her audio without any help. Bullshit. No, she Not did. just my audio. I figured Bulls. out my video. I figured out my lunch. I figured nice. out all of the things. You look great. You look great. Um, You've been posting that... some thirsty pictures on Instagram, and I've been I've been hearting them big. Thirsty? What does I've mean? been posting. Thirsty's when you like you know you look fine and you like. Oh, put I it thought out you was like she was posting <laughs> shit like the Bugs Bunny challenge. No, you put, you put out all these thirsty pics, Donald. But Sarah occasionally drops one. I'm like, okay, Sarah. Okay. I did not know that's what I was doing, but I will try to continue to do that. No, please do, because Um, your fans, I'm sure, love it, and I appreciate it as your fake former lover. Well, I feel like I, I kind of like try really, like I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something on it, and then I forget, and then a month goes by, and then I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Um, But mostly, I'm just so proud in this moment because I feel like. Zach texted me earlier and he's like, practice getting online. <laughs> three words. He texted me three words. Practice getting online. And I was like thinking, I was like, I've charged the earbuds. I've charged By the way, the I don't computer. know another grown adult that I would text practice getting online to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it is, it's it's a mystery. But I do feel like there's something that happens when you kind of, you know, you go back to that, you revert to that dynamic. Cause like I was just pouring water and I, I don't, I mean, I, 
I feel like I've learned where my arms are in space. Anyways, the water dumped obviously all over. And I was like, it's because I'm about to get on the podcast. <laughs> you spilled water? You spilled water? Did you spill it all over just, your recording device? Every, the recording devices were all fine. Just my pants and my socks. So I, I'm not in socks <laughs> anymore. Socks had to go. Wow. Sarah, um, you well, are the clumsiest person you, I've ever met in my life. You cannot write this stuff. No. You cannot write this stuff. There's never a day, never been a day since I've known her, and I've known her for 20 years, where, where it's like, what's up? Nothing happened. No, I woke <laughs> up, and I have no stories for today. Nothing I'm happened. Waiting. Sarah would come back from freaking break with adventures, like... A car almost ran my whole family over. Yeah. Luckily for almost, me. Yeah. My dogs almost ate my dad. We were in a tent. The tent was surrounded. <laughs> um, Sarah, I want to tell you something. We did a big interview for the Washington Post, and they didn't put in my favorite part where she asked us a very good question. She said to Donald and I, what is one thing you really see now from watching the show back that you didn't fully appreciate back in the day? Right away, both of our answers at the same time. Same the answer. Brilliance without, of hesi- Sarah Chalk. What without is hes- so, so fuck Without up. hesitation, we both said how fucking genius Sarah Chalk is. I mean, people on the listening are not going to know that I'm blushing. You're blushing? They're not going to be able to see me blushing right tell. now because it's audio. <laughs> um, no, but well, I mean, we you. meant it, Sarah. I, I really mean that. I know Donald does too. You know, when we're doing the show, we're so caught up in our own trying to be funny. I obviously knew you were funny. We spent so much time together. But there's things that I really noticed in hindsight. Uh, one, that we always teased Rob, but even though Rob had one line, every time he says it, it's funny. Um, and the other is you. You're just, you're such a gifted actress and comedian. That is really nice. And thank you. And I feel like everything I learned, I learned on this show. So that's the truth. Congratulations on season two of Firefly Lane also. That's your second standing O in 30 seconds, Sarah. There are a I've lot got, of people out there, my wife on included. This show before. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. My wife included with, I guess, millions of people out there yeah, they love are it. so excited for season two. Yep. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I love doing it. I can't. I'm so happy we get to do it again. I really am. And by the way, Michael am. Spiller... Who uh, was one of our favorite directors on this show? You know, we talked about him several times. He was one of the best directors we had. I heard a rumor that he's going to be one of your main directors on the show this year. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I mean, when I I heard that, obviously there was like our core group on Scrubs, and Spiller was one of them. And he's such a good director. He's also just so chill. Like he's he just sets that tone on set of like it's all going to work out. Yeah, and he also has obviously such a knack for comedy. Um, but, I have one. Um, I have one question for you: what? Are you doing the new, the new Psyched movie? I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I I'm like so happy they're doing another one. I don't like um, with them. I, I have problems with them. Would you be trading on that? You a trade yeah, kind of I sometimes. Think it's kind of be- like I sometimes. I think it's a betrayal, Donald. Don't you? So I do agree that it's a betrayal. It's a bit of a betrayal. Yeah. No, I feel well, it. I feel it in my heart place. Right in but her hey, place. I yeah. feel like I feel like. Um, yeah, that's why. That's why I couldn't do another one. Maybe right? we should get um, another famous uh, blonde comedian to do our movie. Don't Donald. you even think about it, <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco? I hear she's Don't doing a lot even right now. Think yeah. about it. Think Cheers. about it. Okay. Okay. Um, It'll be fine. Okay. Bring one. You can have. Just bring Becky one, and then I'll feel like there's some. No, we don't want Becky no, one. No, 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 no. Some, you know, some continuity. 
We don't. We don't want anyone but you. Sorry, um, we love you. We think you're so. I, did I ever tell you when I first met Becky one how she approached me? How did she say? You she was like, you know, she did. was like, do you, you know who I am? And I was like, yeah, I know who you are. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like She's like, that's right, number one, motherfucker, number one. Yeah. I was like, one. Gosh, okay, we never had her on Scrubs. Down. We should have had her do a funny cameo. I know. I feel like we talked about it at some point. Becky one slash three, and I was two slash four. Been a really funny fantasy in there, right? I mean, yeah. Instead, you guys just called me second Becky for eight years. How's it going up there in Canada? I know you like to be up there, and um, and um, it's a yes. beautiful time of year, right? What's happening up there? Are you in oh, Vancouver? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's pouring rain. It's just, just just a downpour today. Just a downpour. Really? Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, June is kind of like that sometimes. Uh, I am. I, I'm, um, yeah, it's going great. I mean, we're... We're doing good up here. It's a, we're a little behind the states in terms of the rollout of the vaccines, but I just got my appointment for my second dose, and I can't wait. I'm like the one who calls every day. Is it time? Is it time? Is it my turn? Can I have a turn yet? Is it my turn? I was about to say, when um, are you guys going to open back up? Yeah, when can you open those borders so we can come visit you without a two-week quarantine? I got offered a roll, right? and they were like, listen, it's one day of work, but we need you to <sighs> two freaking- weeks. Two weeks. By the way, and it's a to... no fucking Do joke Donald's... two weeks. Do you know what no, it is? They put you in a hotel and they watch you mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to leave the hotel room. Yeah. So now is that my just friend, for the first? My friend just did it. My friend just did it. She like had a balcony she was allowed to sit on. But other than that, no outside. <gasps> one one oy, oy, line. Oy. It was like one scene, 14 days quarantine. Fuck that. I was like, no, Oof. I'm going to pass on this. We talked about I was like, I was totally Randy Jackson. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> we, were about, we were talking about bringing my movie up there, and it was a big no for me when I heard about the for real two weeks in a room by myself. No thanks. Wait, which one? You're Chief Red Desert or the one you're directing in? No, my new film I'm directing, we're, we're, I, I'm trying to make it in Jersey. I want to make it in Jersey uh, um, where it takes place. But, you know, when you're budgeting a movie, you can't help every producer's first line is, well, let's explore Canada. Canada. And I mean, that's like, you can just, that's like the first thing any producer's going to say, well, we should look at Canada. And, uh, and then I said, well, I looked at the two weeks by myself in an apartment and i decided we're not looking at canada anymore <laughs> that's how i've got about every to job, open up every job my entire life we should look at canada <laughs> it's the only Wait, so i don't know sarah since you're the your film dreams expert come true sarah yeah your dreams come true now american actors don't want to go there so you have all the roles for yourself and uh but you've got you're on a show you don't have you can't take any more roles you've already got one but do your movie in canada i feel like the quarantine is going to be you can cut all this out. Do you of the have podcast. any insider boring, information it, for when the quarantine and for Canada is going away, Sarah? Oh, let's not. I mean, you know, I make all the decisions. I just feel like if you uh, if you made the right calls, you might be able to find out. Yeah, I could I could find I could probably you know pull some strings as well. At what time? When do you need it done by? I got it. Well, if you could do it by I, the fifteenth, like the rest and of America, will take that part. Do, <laughs> then I could probably take that. Rest yeah. of you, motherfucker. Wait, the fifteenth of run. June. Yeah, man, we're about to open up. America's about to open up yes, the 15th America's of June. Is it all That's America or California? I know California is fully open on the 15th. It's America. Oh, okay. Wow. Don't yell at me. So I feel like, wait, ZB, aren't you directing your movie in September? Um, we are scheduled to start principal photography uh, mid-October. Oh, you're going to be fine. I read that um, they're going to potentially have, like, lift the quarantine for travelers who are double-vaxxed in July. Okay, well, I can't really depend on Sarah Chalk Heard. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, I, it's pretty reliable. Can you imagine Jeez. I say to Morgan Freeman, now listen, Morgan, 
so happy you're doing the movie. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sit alone in a room for two weeks. <laughs> because Zach, Sarah was not correct. Goddamn mind. That's what Zach, I said to you. Zach, this is Morgan. True. Okay, so Jersey instead? Mind. Does he say, this is Morgan? When he says, this is Morgan, does he go, this is Morgan Freeman? This is Morgan Freeman? <laughs> you know, my outgoing message. Did I tell you guys that story about how he used my outgoing message? Yeah, man. It broke no. my heart. Did I tell it on the podcast? No, you didn't, but you so. could tell, tell it. Now. I had it. Well, I was directing him and going in style, and he and I knew he was wrapped because I'm the director. I know when someone's last shot it is, but it was early for him. He was surprised, and I go, "This is your last shot," and he goes, "I don't believe you." And I go, <laughs> "I'm the director. I know when someone's last shot is. I have. I'm the one who comes up with the shots, and you're not in any of the other ones. You're done." And he goes, "I don't believe you." I go, "Make me a bet." So we bet him, and. If I won, he had to record an outgoing voicemail message uh, on my phone, which I, of course, won because I know what I'm doing. And so for the longest time, I had, hello, this is Morgan Freeman. Zach can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Please leave a message. <laughs> if I could have anybody do that for me, it would be Tracy Morgan as Brian Fellows. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Fellows. Donald Faison can't come to the phone right now. That would be amazing. Speaking of, yes, Zach yeah. got bit by a Rottweiler? I did get yeah, bit by a Rottweiler, but you clearly don't listen to the show, so how did you hear that? I, I was listening to the show. I don't believe you. And then I know that you you showed, you had to apologize, Joelle, because she was going to have to see your boxers. Oh, you do listen oh, to the show. I thought listen. you didn't listen. Wow. I, I can't believe that that happened. I'm I feel so like sorry. Someone, I feel like one of Sarah's relatives told her. And he asked Joelle permission to reveal his boxers. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, I felt like you. Sarah, I felt like you. Like things that were discussed on the podcast. Sarah, I feel like you. I was like, uh, you're not going to believe what happened. Okay, I'm on set, right? And I'm just, the Rottweiler is perfectly fine. All of a sudden, it latches onto my leg. <laughs> but it was a stunt gone awry, and I didn't want the children to worry, so I had to wait. I just had to wait. So oh they my left the room, god! And I was bawling, I'm sobbing, and I had to call Anne because she would know what to do. Not only did she comfort me in a hard, difficult time, but she also knew the medical answer of all the things to put in the wound. <laughs> wow, that was, that was Sarah Chalk doing me doing Sarah Chalk. <laughs> All right, listen, before we count in, uh, I want to tell everyone that our guest today is uh, our friend, Amanda Klutz. Ooh. who uh, we all know and love. And she has written a book about uh, Nick and losing Nick called Live Your Life that is just extraordinary. I am not just saying this because she's our friend. I, I, I even said this to her face. I said, I was expecting it to be interesting to me because I know the story and I love you, but I could not put this book down. It is so well done. She wrote it with her sister, who's a professional writer, so I'm sure that she helped her. But it's uh, extraordinary, so we're going to talk about all that. Um, this That's is the after... That's after we uh, co-host with Sarah, though, right? Sarah I can't wait to read Amanda's book. I pre-ordered it the day it was available for pre-order. I just got my email of when it's coming. And um, look, I'm like a real interviewer, guys. I'm holding, like, I'm like Jimmy Fallon. I'm holding up the book <laughs> to the camera. The book. Um, but I will talk all about that later. Um, the other thing I want to tell you is this is the season four finale, Sarah. That's why we wanted to have you on because. Um, you're so hilarious, and also um, we're just we're booking through this thing, guys. Season four, bam, through. done. I mean, this is like halfway through the show. I know we're trying to stall now, Sarah, because we don't want it to be over. Right? I mean, should you I start great ideas. In? I got great ideas on how we can stall, guys. Stall? Great how ideas. do you do? What are your What are your thoughts? He wants to One, watch a different world, <laughs> dude. I think that would be a great. We just do like an intermission, and do we can do the pilot? Just the pilot. 
I've never, I, I, I don't want to upset you, so just calm down before you. Hold on one second, motherfucker. Don't get me mad right now, goddammit. I know. I need you to calm down. By the way, why is your kid pissing in front of my house? Okay, I, I get this picture. I, I don't know if it was from the security camera or what. No, but it's it was from, Donald it was from guarding Casey. like a Donald guarding like a bouncer. His son pissing on the front of my house. I'm like, it's a pandemic, Zach. How many? So here's what happened. Here's what happened. So speaking of Zach's mom, we I was we were at Zach's house yesterday with his family. His niece just graduated from high school. It was a wonderful affair. Congratulations. I got super drunk, which I don't do anymore. It's, and I, I didn't know you few, got super drunk. You seem to hold it together. And I had a few edibles. Oh, it was the edibles, yeah. And uh, I don't do that anymore either, usually. And I was. <laughs> is this all going to add up to your son peeing in my house? Uh, yes, this is this is the story. <laughs> I was plastered. We leave right, and we get outside, and Rocco goes, "I got to pee, Dad." Why don't you ring and the I, doorbell? Because you guys were all downstairs. And Casey says to me, they have to come all the way back up here. Rocco, just pee in the bush. And I was like, no, dude, don't pee in the bush. Right? And she's like, no, just let him pee in the bush. It'll be all right. She's like, how do you think he goes to the bathroom when he's at basketball camp? He pees in the bush. And I was like, oh, my God, he's peeing in the bush at basketball camp? And he was like, yeah, Dad, I pee in the bush at basketball camp. And I was like, all right, this is what you do. Go pee in the bush. And so he goes to pee, and I'm holding, I'm guarding him. And his mother decides to take a picture and send it to you, just so you know that we. I might have to post that picture. Can you ask Casey if I'm allowed to post it? I'm. Sh- you are totally allowed to post it's that. It's pretty picture. funny. Donald looks like he's like. It looks like it's some famous like uh, musician, and Donald looks like the bodyguard who's who's protecting the star <laughs> peeing in the bushes. You know what it looks like? It looks like Baby. Da- What's the one? The Adam Sandler movie where the kids pissing on the door. Big Daddy. Big yeah. Daddy. That's what it reminded me. You, you can't. Know, it it's an important of, life skill. You cannot get too precious about that kind of stuff. Do you think your kids pee in my pool, Donald? Are you fucking kidding me? Yes or no? Yeah. I think they yeah. peed in the hot tub too. Oh no! Can I rant for a second, please? Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. 
And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. Really? We were all in the hot tub. How do you and know? We were all, everybody was splashing their face. <laughs> you know, my, my assistant, Mark, had his kids, two kids, adorable kids, over swimming in the pool. And Josh Radin comes over. And the kids are like, Mr. Josh, Mr. Josh, come swimming. And he goes, I'm not coming in that pool. You guys peed in there. And they go, not in the hot tub. <laughs> meaning like meaning like in the real pool yeah they yeah, yeah, drenched it totally. <laughs> i am i am i am almost positive my kids peed in really your pool it's a saltwater pool i don't know if that cleans urine joelle can you google that <laughs> chlorine i mean the ocean the, the ocean the ocean does chlorine i can picture what? attacking the urine <laughs> i don't know if you, if you have a saltwater pool if it kills child urine Joelle? Well, it's all salty. How about that? All right. Oh, my God. I feel Too like when we were that. kids, they would they would have those things in the pool, like the chemicals in the pool that would, like, light up when someone That's peed. That's bullshit. No one really like, had that. Yeah. Everyone just threatened to have that. It didn't, it didn't happen to anybody? I don't think that never happened. Thing. That was a threat, so we wouldn't do it. <laughs> all right. Should we get into the show? Wait. Hold on. Joelle has the answer. Salt, Salt water may kill some. some, but does not kill all. Mouth and... That doesn't answer the question. No. Anyway, how about this, y'all? Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story that you all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch show with Zach and Dono. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, believe I got, I got in before the countdown. Yeah, you're special. Dear diary. You've reached, you've reached, you know what it is? We, we missed you. We missed you, and we decided to let you in early. No, I haven't gotten to count down yet. That's next. Okay. I've got oh, something to look forward to. You can count us out. You can. You know what? You can, you can count us in. You can count us out. Yes. Okay. We also have a new song um, for when we have a guest, and I've written a new song that Donald won't lay down for No, Casey's dude, entrances. I will lay it down. I just need you to freaking... You got to get somebody dope to lay the track so I can say. Okay, here you go. Salt is not a disinfectant or sanitizer. Salt does not kill bacteria, inactivate viruses, or break down undesirable organic material in the pool water. Well, your kids put some fucking undesirable organic material in my pool water. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? My daughter threw up in the pool. She did? Oh. Yeah. What? Oh, did no. They poo? No, there was no poo. Who was the one that... <laughs> Look, dude, remember that in uh, 
in Caddyshack. Dude, <laughs> yeah. but it's really a candy bar. Yeah, and he eats it. Yeah, he does. And everybody cringes. All right, let's talk about the show Scrubs, guys. Um, we open with JD alone in an empty apartment with a Was single tear. Was that a real tear? And then the end of the First show of all, answered the question. I am no Denzel Washington. I cannot <laughs> squeeze out a beautiful slow tear going down. Not that my thick. Cheek. You just you just push a little put a little Josh Raiden on your iPod. No, when it's when it's Remember like that. Remember, you guys that, used to make I, so I'm much sure fun of me was, in my playlist. I'm sure. Yeah. I know. I, that's what Sarah used to listen to. Josh Raiden to cry. I'm sure that was a strategically placed uh, tier. I thought it was Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, she was definitely animals. definitely peppered in there. Definitely. Will you remember me? <laughs> Don't, Don't love your life. I felt bad for JD. He's so lonesome. He's got no Elliot He's in so his lonesome. life. He's got Turk leaving them for, for Judy and making babies. And, uh, you know, he's sitting there alone on his boxes with a dead dog and a tear on his face. But he could have let Turk in with a giant pizza. Hmm. No, but and he, he was, did not. He, he, Turk hurt his feelings. Oh. Well, you know, but- I will say this. I will say this. When this episode started off, all I could think about was, holy cow, one, this is the season finale. And then two, so many cool things happen in the next season. You know what yeah. I mean? Season five is a good one. So many cool things happen in the next season. And season four was a really good season as well. Yep. I wasn't very nostalgic about it, but I was like, I wonder what this episode, as soon as it started, I was like, I wonder what this episode has in store. Because as you know, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. So I'm like, how would I, How do we close this season out? And there are some iconic moments in this, in this episode. Yep. One. You and I lying down on the basketball yeah, court together. Yeah, with a hug mm-hmm. t-shirt. That's yeah. a meme that go. That's everywhere. Yeah. I see that meme a lot. Yeah, everywhere. You're such a good friend that you lie down next to me, so people just think we're chilling. Yeah. Even though I've knocked myself out trying to do a hook shot. Dude, your your elaborate plan <laughs> I know, to make funny. sure that the last five people in the hospital. I think, think you're eight. a good basketball, whatever it is. Yeah. Think you're a good basketball player. Goes awry and you get knocked out from this hook shot of that yours. That was funny though. That basketball to the head was funny. Oh, it was funny. And when you're like, damn, we just lost the best player out here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're in the spread. <laughs> and then Donald, after he goes down, you're like, I got him. I got this guy. I got this guy. <laughs> and Judy's out. Carla's a part of the plan. She's going to, once I make my, my elaborate hook shot, she's going to say that they need me. And then and then and then it goes bad and so that's one. Right now, why before you go on, why does an ambulance pull up? We're at the emergency entrance of a hospital. Because we're in the parking lot of the hospital. This is we're playing basketball at the emergency entrance. No, but the implication was that the the ambulance pulled up for me. No, no, I no, no, for no. For a second, I think it was just to reinforce the point that like we're lying in a fucking parking lot right in front oh, of the hospital. Oh, I thought yeah. it was they called an ambulance for me, and I'm like, we're fucking at the fucking entrance. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because you're just lying there chilling because Donald's beside you. Victor Nelly is a very good uh, director, but he he added some style to this that I didn't necessarily uh, like. There's a lot of zooms all over the place. He clearly said to Bill, hey, what if I zoomed all over the place every fucking two seconds? You're not a zoom, big, you're zoom, not a big fan of the zoom in, huh? I don't mind a zoom if it's well timed or if it fits the piece. Uh, I didn't. I thought that putting zooms all over a whole episode, as though it's a part of our regular uh, photographic lexicon, felt odd to me. 
Some he also did that thing later in the episode where the tiles of the bathroom all come apart to, you know, it's just not part of like, I mean, I, it's fine to explore. It's season four. Let's try some new things. To me, they just stood out as, as not the, the way the show is, is told. So two things we've learned. Go ahead. Zach is not a big fan of the zoom in. I don't like random zooms for comedy. They don't usually make What about for dramas? What about for sci-fi movies? There are a lot of people out there that love the zoom in. Yeah, I think you can make a zoom work. Of course. Um, but I just think uh, in this, they felt um, they pulled me out a little bit because I'm like, that's not that's not the way we shoot the it show. It doesn't feel like the show. Yeah. Zach only likes a zoom for the button, like a button to one of his comments as, as an alternate for a sip take. Right. Mm. If it's like, like a, a bow, like a zoom, a zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, bow. I like the zoom, zoom, zoom. I like the zoom, zoom, zoom. You like Everybody the zoom, 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 zoom. Um, there's zooms I like. I'll have to think of where I like zooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one, okay. I'm not a big zoomer. Crazy, I'm not dude. a big zoomer myself as a filmmaker. I don't know if there's any zooms in any of my movies, but go ahead. The second one, Hooch is fucking crazy. Hooch is crazy at the yeah. end when we finally realize, no, 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 no. This isn't a game anymore. Yeah, it's Hooch not a game. is fucking crazy, Hooch dude. I'm going to cut off your finger. Gotcha. Right, right. right. Like, and he beats the shit around. out of someone in the elevator with a sneaker. Yeah. Someone who had nothing to do with anything. Rocco was watching the show. He was like, did he kill him? Hold on, time out. He goes, time out. Did he just kill him? He literally killed that guy. And I'm like, no, buddy. No, 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 no. All right, well, let's he shout it out, out to Phil Lewis because he's always so hilarious. And this is the episode. We got, we get, now, first of all, I never heard if this is a thing or who came up with this, but putting bullion cubes in the shower head. It's the best that's thing ever. Suck. That would that's suck. That's a diabolical I mean, genius that whoever came up with that is a diabolical We got up on genius. the counter with popcorn to watch him come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he and didn't Phil know Lewis it was directed, us. He yeah. directed a bunch, right? Phil? No, he never no. directed any of these. No, He's become he, a big TV become, director since, but he had never directed Scrubs. Maybe he directed the thir- some of the 13 and the 2.0. No, he never directed any no. of He never directed any uh, no, no. Scrubs. Okay. He directed I, a bunch of undateable because he does, he directs oh, okay. a lot of um I, I he directs a lot of multicam stuff so I know that he directed um undateable a bunch. All right, well let's move on. Kelso rips a fart. Now we don't do too many fart jokes on Scrubs, but all of a sudden Kelso's ripping ass in the lobby. <laughs> it, it was Speaking funny. Speaking of I my laughed. professional uh, peer, hi Rocco. Hi Rocco. I, I got you. Hold on. Tell them what happened yesterday when you when we left and how you what did you do in front of Uncle Rocco? Zach's did you house? pee on my house? Uh, I saw a picture of you peeing on my house. I was joking. You were joking when <laughs> you oh, peed you on joking? his house. <laughs> you weren't joking. Did no. you really pee? Great oh, yeah, answer. I peed in the bushes. Oh, okay, I think some splattered on my on my wall, but it's okay. Your dad will clean it up. <laughs> what do you What do you say to that? Okay. <laughs> 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 What's up? You okay? I love you. Okay. All right. So watching Kelso fart reminded me. Did you guys ever fart on the show? Like in like by accident? No. If I farted, it was for it was on purpose. So no, Sarah. But I'm 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 very excited to hear your story. Well, it just reminded me of the one time that I. Did and Zach and I were kind of like we were we were doing like a like a kissing scene and we're standing oh, there like over in the corner and they're about to say and they say rolling and I may or may not have farted and I was just like don't no 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 don't say don't say anything don't say anything and of course 
Zach was, you know, just made the biggest deal anyone could possibly make over somebody farting. And like, I think made a song, there was some clapping you involved in it. And there was a lot of talk about farting. And then of course that went on the gag reel. And so we'd always have these long gag reels that would then play at the rap party. So then it came time for the rap party. And then we all had to relive me farting on set by accident, um, right at the beginning, right after they said rolling. Now, Sarah, do you um, recall if it was a, a an audio fart or was it an SBD? Oh, no, it was audio. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah. All, all probably, I know is... Probably so did everyone sound, in the sound Do you department. have SBDs in Canada? Do you know what that is? Silent but deadly? Yeah, silent yeah. but deadly. I don't know if they have I that mean, in Canada because they're so polite up there. <laughs> I, I know. Well, they're very adorable. They're very polite farts. They're very polite. It's, it's silent um, but adorable up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just really, it just for some reason when I, when I heard Ken Jenkins fart, I just had this wave of like the rap party and the gag reel. And then I was just farting at the gag reel, which isn't just like the few people that were on set that may have heard it. Then it was like all of the network execs and people's spouses and friends and family that were also coming to celebrate the end of the season. So that was fun. That's funny. Everyone loves an accidental fart. All right, listen, mm. let's talk about how we flashback and uh, the time Donald comes in to, uh, Turk comes into our dorm room, and I'll go, I go, I'm an eighth level ogre magi with invisibility. And this is Randall, the dragon. I laughed out loud. I call myself best. Chris One, dude. Do you know who Chris One is? No. No. KRS One. Chris One. That's a, that's a, that was an inside. Or thing that not a lot of people would. I thought a lot of people would pick up on it, but not a lot of people did. KRS One is Chris One, one of the dopest MCs in the history of hip hop. I didn't get that. Did he? Oh, have that's a high cool top that you put like that in there. Did? No, he didn't. But he wrote some of the dopest songs I've ever heard in my life. Can I ask you, as a D and D guy, is uh, eighth level ogre magi or with invisibility a real thing? No. Yes, it is. No, yeah, no, it is. You can't have invisibility and be yeah, an ogre. you can. An How? ogre. Not an ogre. He's not an ogre. He's not an ogre. He's an ogre magi. So that's two different classes put together. So you totally can have. Is an ogre a race and magi is a class? Yeah, it's but but ogres come with different with different attributes than humans do. So if Mm -hmm. you're a magi, you're an ogre who is also a wizard. So you could totally have invisibility spells. Okay, fine. Okay, well, uh, there you go. Um, it made me laugh very hard. <laughs> did win. Oh, you should have seen Donald with my nephew talking about. They went like a they went like a Marvel wormhole, and they were like, "Me, no, because your nephew, be. and Carrie brothers, yeah. for like fifteen minutes." Yeah, they, they, they went into us. They went into like Joel Ewan right there with them. It was like they were sure speaking Latin. Love because it. of everything that's happening in Loki. You know what I mean? Like we can't it's get on so it right e- now, Donald. But yes. It's so easy to, like, now Marvel's becoming just a little bit predictable. Like, I know what's coming next mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of what's happening, you know? Only because you know the full lineup of films coming. Well, no, but I know what the Thunderbolts is, you know what I mean? And I know what the freaking Secret Wars is. Mm-hmm. And when they started mm-hmm. talking about these freaking timelines and all of that stuff and this war that happened to cre- yes. to, to get the Sarah, timelines back. Sarah, do you want to go talk about musicals with immediately, me? Immediately. <laughs> Immediately, all I could think of was, oh, shit, they're going to do the fucking Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. They're going to do Secret Wars. All right. Well, now we're back. Um, Sarah, what did you think of, of Jake? He, he seems like a, 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 well, both the actor um, was uh, really good, Josh Randall. But um, did what did you think of him as your love interest? Well, he was great. I was trying to, I had, obviously, because 
you guys are doing the rewatch one. I, I mean, it's like, for me, I'm jumping out on these random episodes. And I haven't seen what happens before and what happens after. And I'm thinking like, I can't remember how long that storyline was, but I feel like it was a chunk. Well, you just, it was like, I think he did like three episodes or something. You just recently decided okay. to have uh, sex with him. Um, okay. And you Prior revealed that your favorite way is to uh, be on top with the lights off yelling, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so Elliot. So Elliot. Um, um, no, but yeah, I think he's doing a good favorite... job. He's very likable. But we, all of a sudden there's this new plot point that he's controlling you and and uh, you do whatever he says. And, and Carla is making her very pissed that you just, you're just, you just do whatever he tells you to do. Yes, one of my favorite lines of the entire episode is, Jake, is it? I know your name. I'm being condescending. It's Jake, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just shy of, it's just shy of, nobody cares. Sean. Sean. <laughs> um, yeah, JD has a special place of hate for all of your lovers after him, <laughs> totally. understandably. He's jealous because I, we know that we're going to get back together and walk off into the sunset together and make babies. Oh, my God. I, my niece was watching the finale and I watched a piece of it with her and I it was so that whole like ending montage and then they they like of the two like you know where you picture us together or whatever and then they had all these clips of like just that last episode of just shooting it like it us all being wrapped out and yeah. it being our last take and it I was a little verklempt yeah we're gonna get anyways there. I know we're not doing the rewatch of that episode but yes we do yeah. end up together, and just just seeing that was like I just brought up all this just that memories of that last day, and like I, it was so wild. All right, so well, wild. we're gonna take a break. Yeah. We come back. We're gonna see if Sarah farted in any of the other scenes. Uh, we will be yes. right back after these words. Hey, listeners! It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress, and let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. 
Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. And we're back. We are back. Hey, listen. What you trying to get into? What day or soon? What you trying to do? Listen, this is what I'm trying to get into. We were talking about. We were talking about Bob Kelso farting, and that. But we forgot to talk about what he says after he farts. And that he likes Korean call girls. Yes. And he doesn't care who knows. No, he said, well, I thought he said something about um, he likes free donuts and Asian prostitutes. No, he says Korean call girls. Those are the exact words okay. he says. He doesn't say Asian prostitutes. Okay, well, he has a specific Oh, I think type. one was the feeding in and one was his response. Like maybe Neil was, said the first one. Kelso responded with the second. But he doesn't care who knows. He's married to a or woman Cox, named sorry. Enid. Yeah, well, and doesn't he's saying, care that he's everybody saying, look, I'm, old, I'm old, Cox. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. I'll do whatever I want. I'm going to fart. I'm going to tell everyone I like Asian prostitutes. I forgot one other thing that came in with this episode. What? A huge thing that we didn't talk about. Go ahead. SCB. Yeah, Super Chocolate Bear. First time it's ever said. Dude, this is like a, I, this is an iconic episode when you really think about all of the things that hit the freaking internet and stayed on the internet. SCB stuck. It yeah. stuck. That's yeah. something that stayed. Like people come up to me still and call me Super Chocolate Bear. Yeah, you are. And when and JD you. says it to you and you're like, I love it. He's like, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> I had that locked so, and loaded. So now the janitor is walking around trying to get JD to eat this pie. Right. And, and it's got laxatives in it. And, and JD's um, put two and two together. And also the Todd oh my God, has eaten this pie. And he says the funniest line of the whole episode. <laughs> doozy of a twosie. Make room out of my way. I got a doozy of a twosie. <laughs> uh, make it stop five. <laughs> First of he all, has a couple the of janitor them. fucked him up so badly that he's in the ICU on, on fluids. Yeah, on an IV. And because, it's a well, joke. He was, yeah. Because you and the janitor only had one bite on the roof. And I love that the janitor would like, I'm like, he's like, I'll take it just to get you down, JD. But then you guys are like on the toilet after a bite. And like the Todd, he probably had like a couple slices. 
Well, he puts the there's one slice. Yeah, where you he puts see the him whole, yeah, he the thing. whole thing. Did you notice at the end? We're jumping ahead, but when I have explosive diarrhea next to the janitor, that you see my my toes point. <laughs> 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 I did not see that, but you did. <laughs> oh, crack me up! Like you, you just see me and the janitor's legs, and then all of a sudden something. You know, obviously I don't hear anything, but you see me like point my toes and lift them <laughs> off the ground. What's up with the boys trying to get Rowdy to choose between the two of them? And that's how they're going to get him to... Like, First these all, guys who's are this going, joke for? Is I don't for, know, dude. Is it for Carla? Because, like, who's laughing? Like, no one's... Like, we're doing it for us? What is wrong with us? I don't know. I didn't get it. I was like... I'm like, I Rowdy, if you come wondering... to me, I'll scratch your special region. <laughs> Like, I feel like, like it, you, you were, it was like set up and you're waiting for Carla to come in or is she like a coincidence that she comes in? It's got to be a coincidence that she comes in because yeah, we're, we're doing, doing the joke ourselves. before she walks in. Yeah. And then she walks right, in you're and not waiting for her, yeah. Elliot, you, um, Sarah, you um, explode a bloody nose onto your job <laughs> interviewer. That was funny. It's very, very on brand. So I yeah. used to obviously get very serious nosebleeds as a child um, to the point where they would last like 45 minutes. And I remember grade seven graduation. True story. Um, we all go to, you know, rehearse. And then we're going to go get ready at Jen Murray's house and then come back and do our graduation. So that morning, I'm putting sunscreen on just very gently because I've been having these like, four, I start a 45 minute nosebleed. So I go to rehearsal. My mom picks me up. We go to the ER. They, they burn the outside of my nostrils as well as the inside. So that looks great in the pictures. And then uh, my mom has brought me an outfit because I'm not going to have time to go get changed at my friend's house before grad. And it's this like crocheted sweater and this skirt. This is not what I had intended on wearing to grad. So these um, these nosebleeds were, yeah, quite a thing. They started, I think, when I was trying out for the basketball team, which I didn't make in grade five, six, seven, eight, or nine. Um, but the ball was coming towards me, and it was tryouts, and I was going to catch it, and I was like, this is it. It's my moment. It's all happening. It's coming together. Someone's passing me the ball. And it kind of went, like, right through my hands into my face and triggered this, like, yeah, very long run a, of... Do you think you might have a deviated septum because of this? I do have a deviated septum, um, which I found out about later when I was working on a show and walked into a wall and they had to x-ray my nose. But that's another <laughs> oh story God. for a different a different rewatch. Sarah, day. do you realize you're wearing a rhinestone shirt in this uh, episode? And I, I it was sparkling. And I, I was like, that doesn't really feel like something Elliot would wear. But you're wearing like a Karen rhinestone shirt. Yes. <laughs> I noticed that as well. It, it was just shy I, of saying live, love, whatever. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. And I had on my true religion jeans. Yeah, true religion true jeans. True religion in the house. Oh, they were such a. I love those jeans. Yeah. And like there was definitely a bedazzled belt. But you approved that. You scenes. you approved all your wardrobe. You went in there and were like, "Give me the rhinestones." <laughs> Do you have a problem with something that I was I'm wearing? I'm just saying. No, 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 I know no, no, it's no, no, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have approved. Five, you wouldn't have approved. They. Uh, I know. There's a lot of. Uh, yeah. The, the, the old, uh, like the short sleever with the long sleever underneath, which I loved There's, and rocked in my everyday world. There are another two things that I noticed about this episode that I thought were, you know, this this these were very on brand. John C. McGinley has a freaking monologue the size of, that shit had to be like three pages, man, yeah. where he's he talking about his wife and how she, uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how her happiness and everything like that. Dude, that monologue was forever. Yeah. And he rattles through it. 
and they cut away from it a couple of times, meaning like maybe he didn't get it all in one, but you know he strived to get it in one. But it was gigantic, and he freaking masterfully yeah. does it. That's one thing. Another thing that I was like, holy shit, about was Sam Lloyd, dude. Yeah, we don't talk comedy, about him right? enough. We don't physical talk comedy? about him enough and how fucking amazing Ooh. he is. At how amazing he was at physical comedy. Yeah, he, all his beats in this are all physical comedy, and perfect. they're oh. so funny. Oh my god. The time, the gracious. typewriter. Everything. Like the just file cabinet. He hits that file cabinet twice in two hard. different ways, and they're both the most solid hits. I mean, they're it's like WWE wrestling. Masterful, man. We don't talk <laughs> about that enough. Just like, you know, because he's in a lot of episodes and 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 I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's because we miss him or I don't know what it is, but we I I, I just want to say, man, we don't do him enough justice in saying how funny he is because he was so, so, so funny. Man. The character is not really a sane person. He's trying to do calculations on a typewriter. Yeah, he's not, he's not necessarily the <laughs> and smartest then, character. And then Jordan takes his office, and did you notice that he set up? They kind of they graze by it, but he, yeah, he, he set up, up his office in the cafeteria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if that must have been a longer beat that they cut out or something, because he's got his whole desk set up at the cafeteria. <laughs> so funny, Oh, he's man. amazing and always flop-sweating and so good. Yeah. Um, so and now, so now I take on Hooch because I'm mad at Turk. So I try to take on Hooch as my new best friend. Yeah, Chocolate Bear Number Two, you call him. Yes, and then you come over, and I go, "Now, come on, don't be obvious." And I go, "That seat's taken, ass face." Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Chocolate Bear Number Two. Number two. And then he's riding on the back of the scooter with you and everything. And yeah, you guys and he's got a, already has a personalized helmet that says Hooch on it. Got a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and he and I and I rat you out. I say that it's your fault of the bullion cubes. And he goes, "If it happens again, I'm gonna take off one of your fingers. Right. That'll be my funny little prank." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hooch is crazy. Hooch is legit crazy. He's crazy. He, legit. he almost killed someone with a sneaker. Legit crazy. And then, so let's talk about Elliot and the new job. Yeah. I forgot I that she leaves the hospital. I, I know, forgot I that forgot she leaves too. Hospital. Yeah, remember she, season five, she starts in a different hospital. I think, Sarah, you weren't even shooting with us for like the first couple episodes. Yeah, it was like on a different, a different campus. I feel like, is that, I don't remember if that's when I start. There was one season where I stopped wearing scrubs and I was like, yeah, this sounds kind of fun. Let's wear some... It's been five seasons or whatever. How many seasons of this Scrubs? I'll just wear some fancy was outfits. It. Was this it? This is it. Yeah. And this I remember was like a wealthy like hospital. At the wardrobe fitting and I was so pumped and I was wearing all these cute dresses with this like little lab coat and these like crazy high heels. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then we were like four days in and I was like, why did I do this? Why didn't I stay in Scrubs? <laughs> I could just like bring her in Scrubs, jammies and sneakers every day. And then I'm like in, you know. Yeah. Very, High heels, marching down the hall. But it was good, though. I thought it's smart of them in season five to show the difference between a hospital that has more money and this hospital, which is supposed to be a, yes. a city hospital without a lot of money. That's coming to you, season yeah. five. Even with the nose, spitting the nosebleed blood Preston everywhere. was hilarious, though, man. Still got it. Because even yeah, after you, it still, you must have had a really good interview because you, you you splattered blood all over his face. And still got the job. Dude, yeah. the shit starts leaking, too. It's not like it just... Like, usually when you see nosebleeds in shows, it's like it stays there. 
But this thing starts dripping down <laughs> your freaking. They must have just done like an eyedropper of blood and then ran off camera because it was like slowly coming down. <laughs> slowly going down. Oh my God. Um, and then I'm uh, alone. We reveal that the it's not a tear. It's in fact my leaky ceiling. And um, big ass stunt of the bathtub falling through into my apartment. And the that shit was hilarious. I think, that was I think I'm going to have a new beautiful neighbor to flirt with. And then her husband jumps down. So her weird. boyfriend or husband. But not only does he <laughs> jump down, he's superhero jumps down too. Yeah. Like he lands and it's real heroic. And he's like, yo, you're looking at my girl? Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, motherfucker, y'all just fell through the roof. <laughs> yeah, you ruined my apartment. <laughs> I just got this place. And she was kind of flirting for a second. She's like, sorry. Right. Like, come on, yeah. man, you just fell through the ceiling. Calm down. Now, what were they doing that she's in the tub and he's not in the tub, but he still has on a freaking towel? He just no, got he, out of the tub? He got out of the tub or he was shaving? I don't know. All I know is she's in the tub. The tub drops. Filled with water, and then he comes, he jumps down. He doesn't fall through. He jumps down, and he's got on a towel. Right. To mm-hmm. cock block. We couldn't show his, his penis, Donald. I understand that, Zach, but what the hell are they doing upstairs? It would have been a, really, a much better finale if he jumped down with his dong flopping. <laughs> they would have let that. They would have, yeah, that would have totally stayed in the show, yeah. That would stay in the show, but not marijuana. No. no, we're not, not we allowed to talk about marijuana. Dude, let me ask you a question. Do yeah. they show dong on Firefly Lane? Yeah, Sarah's no. dong. No dong. Do they show boot, boot, booty crack? A uh, tiny bit. Coin slot? Not mine. Not yours. Nope. Um, they, show, they, show, they show, what do they, what do they, what do they show? I think it's one of those things where like, you know, yeah, when you go, when we were doing scrubs, like you're in brown underwear a lot, but there's obviously like that kind of framework around network television where there's only a certain point you can go. And then, um, yeah, as soon as you go to cable, there's like, you know, there's, it's a conversation. Did they um, come to you and say, how, how, how uh, naughty are you willing to be? It wasn't so much like that. It was, it was pretty collaborative, like as different scenes came up, it was kind of organic the way it would work. And I got a lot of say and, terms of the, you know, if we're in underwear, what said underwear were, or could bring my own in. And also, I noticed your character has jungle fever on that show, also, like, big time. She is a interracial I don't know if we can dating. use that term anymore, Joelle, can we? Um, Donald can. I can. Donald can. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Spike um, Lee made the movie. He sure did. Okay, I'm just double checking. I don't want to get Donald in trouble for saying John. Y'all can't even sing that song, huh? We're in love. I can bop my head while you sing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, they come to you and they're like, hey, you have a sex scene coming up. Will you show areola or no areola? How does it work? So, we have a a scene coming up and... um, and yeah, when you read it, you can kind of usually get a fairly good idea, you know, of what it's going to, of what it's going to be. But there was really, there was nothing that was, you know, that we did that was out of my comfort zone. Um, other than, of Wait, course, like it's Canada on. and it's winter and it's freezing. And the one day that we have snow on the ground is the day that I'm answering the door naked. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's snow everywhere. And I'm in like, uh, obviously they didn't show everything, but I was in very... You know, I was in undies and like 
stickers and answering the door where it's less than zero degrees and multiple takes of that. And then the other one was the pool where there was a lot of discussion over that scene, you know, like how is that going to work where you kind of drop off your clothes and then you dive into the pool. So how are we going to get that shot where we get and make the story make sense to get you into the water? And then I was Maybe in the Maybe you water. should up the sex a bit because Donald's wife um, and, and our, our, our soon to be guest uh, are big fans of Bridgerton. As I am I. burned for you. And um, I and uh, and you know that's uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm told it's very steamy. So maybe uh, Firefly he's not coming Lane. back for season two, though. I know, but there'll be somebody else with abs. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying, Sarah, so you might want to tell the showrunner to, to, to take it up two. to Bridgerton level sex on on Firefly Lane. We can ask one of your favorite uh, uh, viewers, Amanda, who's going to join us in a second. She really, really, really loves Firefly Lane, don't you, Clutes? Yeah, she says she does. I'm going to tell you. Hi, Clutes. All right, she's going to join us in a second. We will be right back to uh, have Amanda Clutes. She's going to talk about how much she loves Sarah's show, Snore. And then we're going to talk about uh, her new book, uh, Live Your Life. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. 
Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. All right, we're back. Um, I don't have a splitter, so... That's fine, I can hear. Can. Oh, he doesn't have a splitter. I, I have a splitter. Sarah, you're trying to act like you have technology. The joke is that Sarah <laughs> can barely ever manage to even get on the Zoom call. I'm it's with okay, you, Sarah. I, I'm with you. Thank you. Right Thank you, Amanda. I don't it's believe, it's all I don't all believe it, Amanda. Guys, I can't even you sign host an email very, that people very... ask me to sign over email. I have to Bull send crap. it to my assistant to sign for Look me. At That's that. how bad you I am. You got an assistant now and everything. Oh, she's fancy. <laughs> she is so fancy. For those I of you who don't know who years. our guest is, she hosts <laughs> a very, very popular talk show called The Talk. Yes. Mm. And uh, not only does she do that, she also has a wonderful book. Yes. Uh, that she just put out herself. I'm gonna hold it up like a real talk show host does. You know, like on the talk shows when they when they hold up the book. Mm. Um, the name now, of the book is. If, go ahead. If you're listening, you can't see what a good job I am of being a talk show host. This is what would happen on the talk, right, Amanda? Mm-hmm. We would hold up the book and go, "We're so happy to have Amanda Klutz here. Her new book is Live Your Life. Uh, she wrote it with her sister Anna Klutz, and it's flying off the shelves." Right? Does that sound like I could be on the talk? It was, yes. That was very I'm auditioning good. to do a guest spot on the talk. I have told them to get you in to be a guest. I know Jerry O'Connell is doing guest spots on the talk. I feel like Donald and I should steal that position from Jerry O'Connell. I from have Jerry O'Connell? Jerry is a king of, of, of guest hosting, man. Yes, he's very he funny. But I feel like you and I could come on the talk and really crush it. You would. Could, Jerry also would. has a splitter on hand always. Like, you need a splitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it. That's called a callback joke, Amanda, for those of you keeping track. Uh, wait, so wait, let's talk about Fire Flame. Uh, one more thing on Fire Flame. Uh, uh, Amanda is your biggest fan. She would, she would text me like, are you watching Sarah's show? It is amazing. She loves it. Yes. Sarah the answer was no. The answer well, was I no. Well, I watched a couple episodes, and when there was when there was no coin slot, I, I ducked out. Just but. so you know, Sarah, I was like, you need to watch it. You have to support your friend. She's amazing. <laughs> and Thank he was you, like, I know. Amanda. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. She's incredible in this show. I am a huge fan. And then I would DM her, and I'd be like, you're amazing. Yeah. Amanda's <laughs> the reason you got season two, because she's broadcasting it out all over the place. Yeah. Thank so, you, Amanda. My, my wife loves... Firefly Lane. And the one thing she says after watching every episode is, 
Sarah is so fucking good on this yep. show. Sarah snaps. She's so good. Donald, after show. I was DMing Sarah, I would DM Casey and I'd be like, Casey, are you watching Sarah on Firefly? I'm not kidding you. This <laughs> and she would be like, that. girl, you know I'm watching yeah, Firefly. Like, girl, I know. And I'm like, I know. And then I was like, has she always been this amazing? This is amazing. Yeah, she has. She has. <laughs> That's what you did say. Zach did say no. She's always been amazing. Well, She's but the world amazing. is finally seeing all her different levels. She was known on our show for being hilarious but now on Firefly she's playing a lot of dramatic stuff too plus she got jungle fever Which on you, the you show can't say only Donald I can and you will alright now listen um, Bridgerton is another thing that both Amanda and your wife love they DM about that and talk about what's his name's abs no they don't talk about his abs no we don't talk what about do his abs what they talk about does he show peen he shows coin slot at the last episode oh he That's shows right, coin he slot no full bomb Amanda, he shows full bomb Amanda was like it's so steamy you should watch it and I go I'm not gonna watch I'm not gonna wait for the steamy scene she's like okay episode 6 uh, 30 minutes in <laughs> Is that right, episode six? Uh, yeah, episode six. Yeah, episode six. It all goes down. So I told six. her once, I was like, I'm just going to fast forward to episode six and see what everybody's talking about. I never mm-hmm. did. Well, this, maybe yeah. Zach and Donald, Bridgerton could be your next, like when you want to slide in some other rewatch for your podcast to stretch out. I am not going to watch I think you should do a Bridgerton. A Bridgerton. No, I, think I love you, Shonda Rhimes, but I ain't watching that. By the way, I think Casey and Amanda should do a Bridgerton rewatch podcast. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yes. You know what, Zach? We should go on vacation, and Casey and Amanda should yep. do a Bridgerton rewatch. Take over the podcast? She will. Do you watch that? Bridgerton? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> do yes. Daniel, do you watch Bridgerton? No, I don't watch Bridgerton. Come on, exactly. Did you, I'm did you late. Like episode, did you watch episode six? I hear that's where I it goes down. All of the episodes, it was like Game of Thrones level of like, oh my, we're just a really word? going for yeah. it. Oh yeah. Word. When it, there's forward. no fighting. It's all sex. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's no where you lose kidding. me. You lose me there. I got to see some like skulls bashed in and then sex. And then it right. works uh, for me. Get that blood bust going. I, I haven't watched Whoa. Outlander, but I hear that's very steamy too. Oh yes, it Which one? is. I Un- haven't either. Uncomfortably from my mom, she was like, this <laughs> Outlander is really <laughs> hot and heavy. <laughs> Outlander is wild. <laughs> um, all right, listen, let's segue uh, into uh, something on the total opposite side of the spectrum. Um, we all know from listening to the show what happened to Amanda and our friend Nick. And I have to say something. I honestly thought, Amanda, and I've told you this, I'm going to say it very tactfully because I'm a talk show host on this show today. I did not think this was going to be as good as it is. <laughs> that was very tactful. Yes. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell did, though. He, he knew. He knew. <laughs> no, I listen, when your friend writes a book, and of course it's about something so personal, you, I knew I was going to read it and love it because I love Amanda and I uh, love Nick more than anything. Um, I could, I'm not just saying this, listeners, because um, this affected our lives so much and affected the person next to me more than anything, but I could not put this book down. Amanda, you did such an incredible job telling this story, and it isn't just the sad parts of what happened, it jumps back and forth between the love story of of you and Nick. And I guess my first question is like, how the hell did you do this? I know you had some help from your sister, Anna, who's a professional writer, but tell us the story of how this came about and how it's so darn good. Well, it it is a true 50-50 collab. 
guys. Like, Anna is an incredible writer, but she also lived with us during this whole entire time. And she was kind of like Nick and I's third wheel. Even, like, in our throughout our relationship in New York, she was on part of our honeymoon with us. Like, Anna – and Nick loved Anna. He, he always was like, is Annie coming? Annie's coming? Oh, good. Annie's coming. Um, so she just knew a lot about our life. And she's an incredible writer. Um, and she literally, we communicate telepathically. So she was the only person that I wanted to do this with. And Harper Collins suggested a ghostwriter and Anna has nothing, you know, published of this nature. So they were a little hesitant to say the least, but then, um, she sent a sample of their writing. They emailed right back and they were like, oh no, 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 no. Yes, please do You're this so with Amanda. You're so lucky because a ghostwriter who's, you know, for those of you who don't know, is, is someone who sort of hides in the background and helps someone write a book who's never written a book. That would have been so impersonal, whereas Anna, as you'll see when you read the book, um, was by Amanda's side. I mean, it's also just, there's so many beautiful things in this book, but one of the other themes that is so incredibly moving is the bond between you and your sister and how she was by your side every single step of the way. Yeah, no, she was. I I couldn't have gotten through this without her. I mean, you know, you saw it firsthand, but Anna and my brother Todd— um, you know, yeah. Anna was like Elvis's second mom when I was at the hospital every day. And I never knew how long I was able to stay at the hospital. So she was always just kind of like literally second mom and took over and, and never asked for anything in return. She just like did it with, you know, a smile on her face. Um, no, it was, it was amazing. And we wrote it together. We really did. I mean, she was in Paris. I was here in LA. I would put Elvis to bed and I would start writing around 8 PM, trying to keep my eyes open but I, you know, we had this, such a deadline. You usually get like a, at least a year to write a book. They gave us five months. And uh, so I was like at, you know, my computer every night at 8 p.m. And then I would go to sleep and send her whatever I wrote. And then she would be waking up in Paris and she would say, sister, I'm, I'm on it. Let's let's all look through everything you just sent me. So it was kind of like everyone, you know, we were working on it 24-7, which mm. is, I think, how we got it done in five months. Yeah. That's how they do visual effects sometimes on giant movies. Like when when the when L.A. stops, some foreign nation begins, and so mm-hmm. it's being worked on twenty four seven. I'm gonna. I want to ask you original questions and have these guys ask you original questions. But I'm gonna ask you a question. I know you get asked a lot, but um, it's hard not to read this book and not want to ask you. And I want to ask you as someone who's your best friend, um, how the hell. Have you stayed so strong? This was the hardest thing that anyone could ever go through. Um, and it happened pretty fast. And yet you never, of course, you had your horrible moments, I'm sure. But how the hell did you manage to stay so strong and also simultaneously raise a little baby during all of this? Um, I think, you know, in in writing everything down, I th- it, it helps you kind of like look retrospectively and and kind of figure out how you did it. But I think a couple of things. Um, the first is the help of my family. I could not have I could not have done this. You know, my brother and sister came in, and then my mom and dad came in, and then Leslie came in, and so I literally had like a a huge support system that allowed me to go be with Nick every day and fight for him and research and do everything that I did with Nick. The second is, you know, my faith in God and and what I believe. And I just feel like, you know, 
when you're going through something this hard, when you have this trauma faced, you know, every day and this horrible news every single day, just be able to give that burden to something else that is higher and bigger than you. Of course, you're going to always carry it on your shoulders and it'll always be in your heart. But like just to be able to to pray and ask for prayer and ask for that support, just like it gave the burden to something else bigger than me. So that was huge. Um, and then, you know, I think, um, I think I'm innately a fighter. I'm innately somebody that I realized in writing this book, I I actually got nervous about it. I was like, do I thrive under pressure? Like, am I somebody, it's something I asked my therapist, like, do I, am I the best version of myself under like extreme amounts of pressure, which is something that I've tried to figure out and deal with. Because it's like worrisome, obviously, right? Like, you, what do you do when everything's fine? Are you are you okay, or are you like your best version when you have to like throw down and like live life on a moment? Well, I think you've always had a pretty extraordinary life, but I I feel like I you know Donald gets a mosquito bite and he um, goes to see like a surgeon, and <laughs> I um, have a bit of bad news and I get in the fetal position and get under the covers, and I'm reading this book and it's just incredible how you how you were able to um, persevere and, 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 and fight every single day. Well, thanks. But I mean, you know, you, you would do the same thing if it was your person lying in the ICU and, and they couldn't speak for themselves and they couldn't do anything. I mean, you would do anything and everything you can. I mean, you would. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, you knew Nick as, as, you know, he would want me to, you know what I mean? He would want me to fight. He would want me to research. He would want me to be the best mom I could be for Elvis. Like, he would want me to move forward with my life. A lot of people, you know, ask me that about, you know, just living now. And I'm like, yes, I could live in grief every single— I cry every day still. Of course I do. And it's like I cried myself to sleep last night. That's never going to change. But um, I know Nick would want me to move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he could have— said anything on his deathbed, he would have said, don't you dare stop living your life. I Mm. want you to find love again. I want you to raise our son with joy and happiness. I want you to work. I want you to thrive. I want you to succeed. I mean, I would have said the same thing to him. So I know it's what he would have said to me. Yeah. You guys can feel free to chime in if you want to say anything. I don't want to monopolize the interview of our fancy guest. Well, I just want to say that I'm completely in awe of your strength. I followed you kind of just from the beginning of when it all started to happen. And we were, you know, jumping rope every day at three o'clock and singing, live your life. And my um, nieces would jump with me. And it was truly an incredible uh, thing to watch your strength. Um, There's nothing quite like it. And I don't know how um, you did it. And it was just incredible to see this rallying cry and how you brought together your family, your friends, your community, and then the world and all of these strangers. And, um, you know, this, this year was complicated and hard for people all in different ways to see you right at the beginning of it, take such a powerful, optimistic, hopeful, strong stance was was just so inspiring. And um, I think you, you know, have changed 
a lot of, and affected just a lot of people because of it. And I, I just um, think you're incredible. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, Thanks I for just, jumping. I just want to say, I want to say like, look, when one of my greatest fears in life is that when I pass away, uh, I won't be, I will not have made a mark and I will not have, I will not be remembered for the things that I've done, whether it be raising my children, whether it be, you know, my work, whatever it is. And what was so awesome when Nick was, when, when Nick was in the hospital and everything like that, the way dude was a rock star, (laughs) you made him a rock star. He had a hit record, like all of his, it's crazy. Like all of his dreams before he Mm -hmm. passed came true because of you. And you're and you're being able to represent him. I always I I pray that when you know that these are things that these are things that we have no control of or anything. But everybody wants to be remembered for something, and you made it happen. You know what I mean? Everybody knew who he was before he left, and that's something that you know as a performer. And maybe it's me uh, being maybe it's my vanity, whatever it is. You always want to leave a mark. And he was able to leave a mark thanks to you. And I just wanted to I just wanted you to know that I think that's such an amazing uh, quality to have as a partner. You know what I mean? Like to to we always say we're in it together and everything like that. But when the chips are down and everything and it and, and the going gets rough, you know, they, they write songs about it. Will you can you stand the rain? And and uh, I I I I I know that my wife would do the same for me, but you know it was just so amazing to see the love that you had for him and what you were willing to do uh, to make sure he was represented, and that's so dope. Well, thanks, Donald. I mean, you know, I think honestly. Um... That, you know, that was obviously never not the intention in the beginning of sharing the story. But as like so many people started following the story and praying for Nick and supporting us and Nick and his family, it kind of just unfolded that way because I wanted people to know who they were supporting. You know what I mean? And Nick couldn't talk. Right. So I was like, okay, you guys are like, I have all these people all over the world singing this man's song. They should know who he is. (laughs) They got to know some stories about him and us. And like, if you're praying for us every single day, like, I want you to know who you're praying for. I want you to understand who we are and who he is and why I love him and why I think he's special. But, you know, I will have to say, like, I mean, Zach knows, you you know, Nick was 41 and he wanted to, you know, have this music career and we just had a new baby and we moved to LA and we had no money and it was a bit of a struggle and I wasn't necessarily the most supportive wife and his, you know, I want to go on tour in a truck and play cities across America with our baby and two dogs. And I was like, how does that, how does that work? And he's like, you can teach fitness in all the cities and we can live out of a van. And I was like, you know, um, and so I wasn't necessarily the most supportive, but I will say, um, you know, in, in this journey and playing his song every day and, you know, just making everybody else sing his song, you know, I, I turned into his biggest fan, which I, you know, like I, I know he knows, um, now, but you know, I it just, it's, it, I'm, I'm glad I turned into his biggest fan because, uh, 
he he was so talented and he did know everything about music. That guy was like he just he knew everything. When I was reading the book, I uh, there's so many amazing stories about your your romance and falling in love and I, I just love the way you structured it because the story what happened is is quite tragic. Um, but there's so much love and hope in it. There's the love of you two falling in love with each other. There's the familial love of of you and your siblings rallying them rallying around you. There's the community of love, our friends that 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 did our best to rally around you. And then because you were so diligent about sharing this story on on Instagram and the web, people all around the world. I mean, when you see the the the, the uh, Amanda talks about the 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 letters she gets from all, so many countries around the world, and she would read them to Nick. And so many people who just would pray and sing with her and share their love. It was just a, it was just really heartwarming in, in, in a way that at such a horrible time, so many thousands and thousands of people rallied together for you. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. I still honestly can't believe it. You know, Instagram archives all of your stories and things, which is how I got a lot of information back to write down in this book, because this book is so detailed, heavily detailed. Um, and a lot of it was right in my brain just because, you know, when you're that into something like this, you just remember the medicines, the doctors, you just, it's right there. But I would go back into Instagram archives and, and watch like all the 3 PM singings and all of the people that would send their messages from like literally all over the world. And there'd be nights I would cry myself to sleep, just being like, how, how did this happen? How did this, how you know, it doesn't even like the story with the, everything that happened with Nick seems still surreal to me. But even just like that, everything that the rally of the the people that supported us just doesn't even still seem real. It's crazy. I like it when the world shows that people are good mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. No, I think, you know what, though? Like, that's what I think that was a, one of the most beautiful takeaways from this pandemic is that for the first time in our lives, the world, we were all on the same note. Everybody was doing the exact same thing. Everybody. And so it forced us all to just like go back to our roots. And I think innately the roots of humans is just kindness. We want to be kind people. And we and we could be for the first time because all distractions of life were gone. Mm. And we had nothing else to do. I don't know if I could rally this army now with everybody back in their lives and work and busyness. But at the moment, it's like it was this perfect weird moment of everybody needing a community, needing something to do. And so I think when I was like 3 p.m., everybody singing, everybody was like, it is on the schedule. I have nothing else on the schedule, but I have that. 3 p.m., we're singing. Yeah, yeah, I, you know? can't, I can't, I can't uh, lie on the couch at 3. I have to sing at 3. Yes, it was like a something to do, and it gave people something to do. And, and I think also it goes without saying that we had just been told this was only yeah, putting, old putting old people in the yeah. ICU. And so Nick became the face of the fact that this could happen to a 41-year-old. Was he 41? 41-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really terrifying, but also important for people to know, to, to, to land that. Another thing you might not know, and I'm going to tell our listeners this for the very first time, um, I have a little cabin um, behind my house um, that I named probably 15 years ago when I got it, Brown Bear Cabin after Donald. 
And no one knows that unless you come here. We just jokingly all call it Brown Bear Cabin because, as you all know, I love Donald and I'm obsessed with all things Donald Faison. I'm naming structures after him. <laughs> well, this is where Amanda and Nick and Elvis were living when Nick got sick. So one of the most said three words in the whole book is Brown Bear Cabin. So, Donald, I want you to know that you're a big part of this book. <laughs> <laughs> represent, represent. Yeah, it's where we lived. We couldn't, we weren't going anywhere else. You didn't, I mean, you know, at this time, we forget, you know, how different the world was a year ago. You know, like we're already back into this new world. We forget a year ago we were afraid to leave our house. We thought groceries had COVID on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember like, wiping down my groceries with, you know, antibacterial wipes and, yeah. uh, you know, like b food, actual food, like literally wiping down. Mm -hmm. tomatoes and apples and stuff like that. Scared that I would... I remember going outside and literally treating people like they had uh, the plague. Literally. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. don't come near... Don't come near my family. Don't the come... Hardest thing for, the hardest thing for me and Amanda was that I had to... When I said this, I finished the book and I said to her, one of the things I said was I... I... I uh, I, we were just so scared. We didn't know what to do. Amanda was with Nick. We didn't know if Amanda had it or not, obviously. And Amanda is kind of living proof that someone can not get it. Because the fact that you never got it is pretty uh, miraculous. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I know the science is still rolling out. But Amanda, the fact that Amanda never got it um, is pretty amazing. And um, so there were times, some of the hardest times I can remember watching you cry and I I didn't know what to do because I had to stay six feet from her so I would <laughs> stand there watching her cry which... I remember do you remember the day that uh Nick so it was good Friday Nick um died on the table for two minutes it was the first time that he died and uh they resuscitated him and got him back and were putting him on ECMO but there was a moment in time where I did not know if he was going to survive and be put on this machine so I, of course, desperately called Zach and our friend Trevor, and they came running down. But they both, like, and I'm in the cabin. Obviously, I just got told my husband died for two minutes. So I'm disastrous on the floor of the cabin. I don't even remember where Elvis was. I was, like, just, I couldn't even focus. And I remember, like, both you and Trevor, like, you you didn't, like, you could, you, it was the early days of COVID, like, super early. This was, like, March you know, end of March, like we were ter all terrified. And I just remember like you could, you, you, you didn't even want to walk in the cabin. We didn't know what to do. We, no. put, we put masks on yeah. and we sat like on the ground because Amanda was sobbing on the ground and Trevor and I sat six feet from her, um, like on the ground with her. And mm. it was one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in my life to not be able to go and hug someone in so much pain. Yeah. I was so crazy. No, I mean, we, but I could have, I mean, I could have had it. You we know what assumed, I mean? Like, I think just we both assumed know. you did, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, luckily. I mean, that was the weirdest thing, though. I mean, next doctor said, you know, there's people in the ICU where their whole families have got it. And then there's people like your family where he, one person gets it and everyone else is completely fine, which was what made it so hard. He said it all the time. It's like the wild, wild west. We do not know how to how to operate around this virus because it is always different. Another everybody. crazy thing about Nick that a lot of people don't know and you'll learn in the book is that COVID came and did what it did to Nick's body and then left. Mm -hmm. So all of so much of what happened to Nick 
COVID was long gone out of his body. He wasn't even on a COVID floor. But it came in, destroyed his lungs, destroyed his body and his organs, and then was gone. And that's something a lot of people are surprised by, that, that Nick wasn't COVID positive for, for that long. Right? I remember, I remember you, you know what I also remember? I remember Amanda telling us what was happening to Nick and then that becoming news two weeks later or a week later, where mm -hmm. it was like, you know, it does this to your lungs. And then two weeks later, mm. the whole thing about how it affects people's respiratory system, uh, how blood clotting could happen. And mm. then two weeks later, the blood clot story came. I just remember, I remember being mm. like, holy cow, this dude's going through, it seemed like he went through all of it. Like mm. every mm -hmm. effect that COVID could have on someone, he went through it. And I remember being like, I remember being like, this is how it, how is this happening to this one person? How is this one person experiencing all of these symptoms? You know, and you just said, you know, he only had it for a couple of weeks and then that was it. Like it really took it really did I mean There's yeah. a nuclear bomb on his body. Yeah. Uh, I mean it just nuclear bombed his lungs. <laughs> no, you're they, they yeah. said what did they say? It looks like he was a smoker for fifty years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys. The the first time they showed me his lung scans, I I mean, it's it's the stories in the book. But I came home to the I couldn't even talk, and Todd and Anna knew something was wrong, and then I broke down and told them what I saw, and I I thought for sure Nick would go that day. I was like, there's you don't recover. I mean, the huge holes in his lungs, huge, like. You, you know, and then, but then this is the, what's crazy. And you'll read about it in the book, the ups and downs of the ICU. That's one doctor's opinion. And then literally the next morning after a Xanax and no sleep that night, because I thought no way is my husband even making another day. I get another phone call from my doctor who I love, the positive doctor. And he was like, Amanda, God gave us so much more lung than we need. He's fine. And I was like, what? Like, but like, this was the daily, literally the daily battle of my life during these times where it was like one doctor says something where you are like preparing for the worst. And then two seconds later, they call and go, oh, no, no, no. His numbers are fine. Everything looks good. He's doing great today. Yeah. One of the frustrating things you'll read about in the book is that Amanda had to deal with you know, doctors don't, as we know from the television show Scrubs, doctors don't always agree how to treat someone or what the prognosis is. And there was a roller coaster ride for her. But on the flip side of things, um, man, is this a testament to a lot of amazing healthcare heroes in this book, the nurses mm -hmm. that were angels, angels, angels to Amanda and, uh, and the orderlies and the doctors. There's one in particular. Amanda changed most of the names um, of people not to, so not to disturb their privacy, but one doctor is such a hero, was such a hero, is such a hero to Amanda that she asked his permission and, and kept his name because he's he's the kind of doctor we we honor on this show and celebrate because he was by your side all the time. Yeah, he's the best. He's now my doctor. When I reached out to him after Nick passed, because I still hadn't found a doctor in LA, I was like. Hey, Dr. Ng, um, I really need a doctor, probably good for me to just, you know, have somebody that I can go to, you know, at any time. And he was like, if you feel okay, he was like, you know, I would happily take you on as a patient. And um, he was like, I understand if that's weird, though. And I was like, actually, 
No, I have your cell phone, which is amazing, and uh, <laughs> I, I can get a hold of you at any moment. And like we went to war together, like we really did. I mean, he's he says in this book um, after Nick passes, there's a beautiful moment where we get to kind of chat after um, a couple of days, and he said to me. He goes, I've talked to you more than my wife in the last mm. three months. Mm. So not talking to you for three days felt very weird. How mm. are you? <laughs> mm. That's the kind of man he is. And yeah. he would just text her all the time. And yeah. and uh, he's such a hero. And, 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 and by the way, this is happening to remind us all at, at the most insane time that's ever happened in this country, all while a pandemic's going on at Cedars-Sinai, one of the biggest hospitals in, in L.A., so anyway, I I love you. We love you. Love you. This is incredible. Um, listeners, I'm I not love just you, saying. Amanda. I love you, too. I'm not just saying this because I love her. I genuinely, if you want to know more about the story, and also if you're someone who's gone through grief and, uh, and, and found a way to stand back up again, and uh, it's just, it, it's an incredible piece of work. I think this is going to be um, a bestseller, if I could predict. Um, it's called Live Your Life. So it's out. You can get it at your local bookshop. You can get it on Amazon, wherever you buy books. Live Your Life by Amanda Klutz. Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you. Amanda, I can't wait to read it. I pre-ordered the second I could, and it's on its You're way. So and- well, you. Are you going to do an audio book? Are you going to do an audio book? So I did do the audio book. Um, it was an incredibly hard experience, but uh, the audio book is available, and as soon as you order, it's in your inbox. Donald, I know you like audiobooks, so you should get it. I've definitely I cry a lot while speaking, but uh, they assured me that that's okay to do. <laughs> you that should is have quite um, all right. on the, on I mean, the handful of sentences I have in the book, not to make this about me, but I should have been called in to read my sentences for the oh, audio. Oh, should you? <laughs> I did your voice. I even added that. Did you really? <laughs> did you add? Oh, 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 oh. A horrible laugh. Um, All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, We love you. Donald, do you want Sarah Chalk? You're the greatest. We're happy about Firefly Lane. Um, Maybe consider Coin Slot. I don't know. Uh, Donald, what else? Um, You know, you know know how it goes, man, with me. I, uh, I love everybody, even my haters. So You don't have any haters. Everybody loves the Donald. Oh, trust me. I have some haters, but I love you, too. Okay. Um, Joelle and Daniel, um, should we tell everyone what we're doing uh, tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell them. If they're not going to tell them, we're going to Disneyland, dude. We are going to Disneyland, and we're going to get on Small World. We're going to be Star Wars. We know we're gonna get on Nemo. We're gonna ride the ride with jealous. Nemo. Oh we gonna yeah. we gonna we gonna what else are we gonna do? We gonna I'm get not on doing, Star Wars. Um, I'm not doing the ones that make me woozy. We're gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's gonna we're make going, me woozy. We're going no, to the Marvel Campus. Yes, we're doing that for sure. That's we're what you think. Yes. We're building That's what a y'all lightsaber. Uh, oh, yeah. not get me on. I have a bad back. It's never going to Joelle, gonna you're going to uh, sure, build sure. a lightsaber. But you're yes. going to enjoy these rides. I'm telling you that right now. Don't think y'all are going to Disneyland and just build a lightsaber. You're going okay. to Disneyland to get on some rides, too, whether it be Small World. going for a lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sarah, you have the honor of counting us out. But do it in um, German. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, Here's the stories that you all should know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. 
and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.